values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. This is Matt Sam, and I'm in for Mike Broomhead, and this is KTAR. And uh, America is in for a historical day today. The uh, 108th uh, Congress is in session now. They're actually on the floor as we speak, casting their votes in the U.S. House for the Speaker of House. Excuse me, Speaker of the House. And in a historical vote, it looks like Kevin McCarthy, who was poised to become the Republican Speaker of the House, does not have the votes to secure the speakership on the first vote. Is this consequential? Absolutely. Does it bear poo poo in the woods? The fact is, uh, this is very, very con. Uh, this is very, very, very uh, uh, newsworthy and historic. Uh, the fact is, this hasn't uh, happened for a hundred years, and it's historical. Um, why? Uh, why is this happening? Why should we care? Well, let me just explain the process. So today, you have. All 435 members of the U.S. House that come in for this historic day. First, they sit down and they vote for the Speaker of the House. And then they are sworn in as members of the U.S. House of Representatives. They raise their right arm to the square and they swear to defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I wish they all did that, by the way. Um and I wish uh, most of them had even read the Constitution. But uh, this is a historic day because all 435 members are there. 218 is the magic number because that is the number of the majority. Do the math. Uh, out of 435 people, 218 is, is a majority. And so Kevin McCarthy, there are 222 Republican members of the House. One of them we just talked about, uh, George Santos. We'll talk about that at another time. But uh, he has to get 218. He's already lost more than four votes. So it appears uh, that he has lost the vote on the initial uh, vote for speaker. He, uh, it's going to go to another election, and McCarthy is vowing uh, till uh, hell freezes over, he's going to keep uh, his name out there. But I can tell you that in past uh, examples of this, other people running for speaker didn't let it come to this. Um, Newt Gingrich uh, faced this back in 1996, uh, and uh, he ended up resigning, stepping aside. And uh, uh, John Boehner uh, uh, had faced this as well because Mark Meadows, who was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives, filed a motion to vacate the chair. And Boehner knew that he didn't have enough votes to become speaker. That's how we got Paul Ryan. And uh, McCarthy and his allies have uh, said that they're going to press on no matter what and keep voting uh, until hell freezes over. Um, At some point, it becomes probably a big embarrassment and a debacle. And uh, uh, it's uh, I I, I know just when we say uh, it can only happen in America, uh, this can only happen in America. Uh, And uh, so what's going to happen is uh, that they will have the vote. Uh, If he is not successful, it looks like he's not going to be on the first round. Uh, They could go to a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. 
Uh, but at some point in time, if he's not able to uh, coalesce the votes, it's entirely possible that they'll coalesce around someone else. Uh, so far, that's not happening, and uh, uh, he's uh, going to keep moving toward that end. But why does it matter? Well, for one thing, the members of the U.S. House, they don't get sworn in until the speaker is elected. And so no, these people are not even official members of the U.S. House of Representatives yet. The other thing is none of the committees are constituted. The committee's chairman uh, and the committee members aren't constituted until the speaker is actually elected. So it actually does matter a lot. Why uh, is the Republican Party fractured on this? Why uh, are they not supporting uh, their leader? Uh, those that are not supporting him, led by uh, our own uh, congressman and joined by Paul Gosar. Uh, and also, I'm understanding Eli Crane has uh, signed that letter as well. There are 14 Republicans that said that they would not uh, vote for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and three of them are from our state. The three that I mentioned, again, Andy Biggs, Paul Gosar, and Eli like Crane have said that they won't vote for him. Um, there's been a lot of frustration welling up over the years about the the fact that uh, uh, you know the the speaker has taken way too much power and the leadership, uh, which should be spreading the power abroad, because. It is, after all, the House of Representatives. We do live in a constitutional republic where people are supposed to go back and and speak on behalf of their constituents. But the frustration with a lot of the must-pass legislation and the budgets over the last, really, 20 years or more is that um, that it's not happening by regular order. They're not going through committees the way that they're supposed to. The budget, um, you know, they haven't passed the 13 appropriation bills, which is required, and everything's been done by uh, kicking the can down the road for a continuing resolution or an, a big, ugly omnibus with everything uh, funding government stuffed into one big, ugly bill instead of actually going through the committee process and hearing uh, from all the agencies and 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 looking at everything with a fine-tooth comb you have the leadership that goes off into a, a closed room decides what the priorities are going to be and and then puts out a a, a funding bill uh, either a continuing resolution or an omnibus uh, to the members of the uh, house who uh, are expected to vote on it just a couple hours and there's no way to get through that material so a lot of people are just really really frustrated that the process doesn't invite participation, but uh, it, 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 it's just a few people deciding what the priorities are. So I, I hope you can understand where the frustration. I've uh, worked with Kevin McCarthy. I think he's a decent human being and a, a decent individual. But uh, after all said and done, uh, you know, you're looking for a process that includes everybody so that uh, people from Mesa, people from Yuma, uh, people from Tucson have an equal voice uh, for the uh, people from California. Uh, and uh, that's what this is all about. So history in the making today, folks. And I hope you're paying very, very close attention to this because uh, it, you may never see this again in your lifetime. Well, stick with us. This is Matt Salmon on KTAR, and we're going to catch you up on the biggest stories of the day with our Did You Hear This next. So stick with us here on KTAR. 
strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. This is Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead, and uh, we're at that uh, segment, uh, that part of the program where we get to do Did You Hear This? And I, I love this part because I love to hear Julia's lovely voice. Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Republican Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania says he would not vote for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House because he doesn't have a plan to help Americans. American people don't care who the Speaker is. The American people care that they're paying $5 for a dozen eggs. Why should we care about who is elected to the Speaker of the House role? Well, the Speaker ends up appointing all the committee chairmen and the committee members from uh, the uh, Republican side and so, uh, because the uh, Speaker is a Republican. And so, and the Speaker has an undue influence on the policies and how the money's spent. And so, it, it is a, an incredibly important job. And also, it's number three in line to become President of the United States. Right behind Vice President. There we go. That's the answer. Incoming Republican freshman George Santos has admitted to misrepresenting information on his resume. Now there's new information that calls for more questions than answers. We are now learning that he's facing renewed fraud charges in Brazil. He's accused of paying for items using a stolen checkbook. But yes, he is set to be sworn into Congress today. Should something be done to remove Santos from office? Duh. Yeah, he should be removed. He should be rode out of town on a rail. This guy is a clown and he's a liar. And we need integrity in the house, not uh, people that make up stories. You're listening to Did You Hear This? And every day we give you the top headlines to help you get caught up on the biggest news stories of the day. And up next, the new session of our federal government will be a divided one. And many are wondering if there will be any bipartisan cooperation. Uh, the question is, will there be someone at the end of this battle who feels the same, who's willing at all to work with President Biden, to work with Democrats, to govern? Why does it look difficult to see bipartisan cooperation in government nowadays? Because everybody wants, uh, you know, from both of the parties, want their members to remain pure. And if they act like they're being friends with somebody from the other party, uh, the, the party faithful in their parties end up giving them grief. You know, well, we should su- celebrate uh, people working together. We're Americans. Uh, we've had some really, really tough times uh, as a nation. And the only way that we're going to overcome them is if we work together. Let's put the hatred behind us. Let's start do- being the nation of can-do instead of the nation of uh, uh, can't-do. Last night's Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals was suspended due to a scary incident on the field when Bills player DeMar Hamlin collapsed. In the midst of the situation, the NFL community rallied around Hamlin and something very important to him. A community tour toy drive organized by Hamlin back in 2020 raised more than $3 million just hours after he collapsed on the field, far surpassing his goal of $2,500. As of 10 minutes ago, the GoFundMe has now raised over $4 million. Does this help to restore your faith in humanity? Absolutely. As I uh, mentioned earlier in the program, you know, we get a lot of uh, bum raps uh, here in the United States. But I will tell you, there are not bigger givers anywhere in the world than here in the United States. And 
from the reaction that we saw to these folks. He, he only had raised 25000 in a couple of years, and now it's over $4 million. And I think people want to make a difference. And when they see something horrible like that unfold before their eyes, I, I can guarantee you there are lots of people praying and, and putting their money where their mouth is. And the best of humanity is coming out. I love this country. It's the best country in the world. Well, that's uh, now you heard this and or did you hear this? And uh, I'm really, really thrilled that I could be part of that. I'll tell you something. Um, you know, sometimes we hear about the worst in humanity, uh, like we did with uh, a clown from New York, uh, Santos, uh, that was elected uh, based on a bunch of lies. And then we juxtapose that with another story about uh, uh, a, a, an NFL player literally dying on the field and being revived and how uh, Americans respond to that by standing up and uh, giving and helping. You know, these are these are the kinds of things that we need to focus on in our society. Let's let's bring out the best of us, uh, the best in us and not the worst in us. This is a new year. We've all got our resolutions. Let's live up to them. Let's make this a better place. Let's work together. Let's get rid of hatred. Let's uh, let's live and let live. Uh, let's let people have different ideas without calling them evil or corrupt. And, 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 and let's have a vigorous debate on the issues, but let's agree to disagree. And let's remember that as Americans, we're all in this together. We've got a colossal fight ahead of us and some serious, serious important issues. And the American public is begging for us to stand up and do the right thing and fight for them and not the parties that we represent, but fight for them and fight for America and fight for that grand idea that so many people over two centuries ago were willing to be hung for. The idea that an aristocracy doesn't control this country, but we do. We the people. We, a constitutional republic, for the first time in the history of the world, um, this this nation stood for inalienable rights that are that come from God, and that our government is about protecting those rights. And you know what? I'm so thrilled that we live in a country like that. Let's get back to what's really important, folks, and let's let's solve the problems of today. And uh, and please stick with us because there's a lot more where this came from here on KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Salmon in from Mike Broomhead. Happy New Year. Uh, this is KTAR. Our next segment is uh, with uh, somebody that I really have a high opinion of. Uh, in fact, I'm a, I'm a big fan. He's the president and CEO of the Arizona Chamber of Commerce. The Arizona Chamber, working in tandem with uh, Governor Ducey over the last eight years, has produced one of the most robust, uh, strong economies uh, in the country today. 
and one of the lowest tax rates uh, for us as citizens. Uh, uh, landmark 2.5% flat tax, income tax. And uh, Danny uh, is uh, actually worked in the Ducey administration for many, many years, and he's now uh, the uh, the head of the Arizona Chamber of Commerce. And welcome to the show, Danny. Thanks for having me, Matt. Happy New Year to you and all of Mike's listeners. It's, it's great to be back on. Uh, so again, thanks for... Thanks for that nice intro. I am thrilled to have you back on and, and apologize. Uh, I, I, I sent Danny a typo and told him 1235 instead of 1135. My fat fingers get in the way and I, I, I apologize for that. But thanks for uh, doing uh, a, a yeoman's job of getting getting on the line. Danny, uh, we've got a divided government here in Arizona. Uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, we have a Democrat governor. Uh, we have a barely uh, Republican legislature uh, in both bodies, the barest of majorities. And we have a lot of important issues. We have water, we have taxes, we have regulatory policy, we have schools, we have all kinds of important things. What, are, what What's on the docket for the chamber? And um, how are we going to navigate through this, uh, uh, this divided government to get things done? Well, Matt, you're, you're right with everything you just said. Uh, you kind of stole some of our thunder with the intro because we were very excited. We had an extremely successful eight years, especially the last 18 months. And so um, keeping that momentum going, you mentioned the 2.5% flat tax, protecting that at all, all costs. You know, we're top 10 on almost every good ranking right now, and that's important for us to stay that way. You know, we also championed the effort to decrease commercial property tax assessment ratio to 15%, which is great for all these big manufacturing facilities we're recruiting. So all, all is great. So what we're going to do, Matt, with all these big mega projects moving here, new, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees, and if you look over the next 10 years, we're going to hit close to a million new residents. We need to make sure we have the right kind of infrastructure for that growth to support our employers. So I'm talking about water, energy, um, and real infrastructure, roads and such. So we're going to be fighting hard for that to kind of keep the momentum going and make sure all the right foundations are, are laid. And uh, it's going to be different. Like you said, it's divided government. And um, you know all too well because you've lived through those that it can be challenging. You know, you, you mentioned that it's not a very Republican legislature. That's in terms of the numbers, the majorities. But the Republicans who are in there are very Republican. So they're going to have their ideologies. Uh, Governor Hobbs will have hers. And they're going to have to find a way to work together because no matter what, you have to govern. We have to pass the budget. We have to get a lot of these things done still. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, our agenda is going to be strong. It's going to be free market and make sure the economic momentum we have keeps going and protecting our employees and letting them grow. You know, Danny, um, in in the political scene, there are people that are just partisan hacks that go out and do whatever, you know, benefits the party. And then there are pragmatists that are out there trying to do things that are better for everybody. And I've always seen you as the latter, somebody that uh, really cares about solving problems and somebody that really doesn't worry about who gets the credit or the glory, uh, but just, uh, you know, gets things done and, and it kind of a... a, a, a a silent uh, leader in the background. 
I think your style and your skills are exactly what's needed in this kind of a divided government right now uh, to be able to get things done. Uh, because I, I see you as somebody that is uh, not uh, not cheering for one party over another, but actually cheering for solutions and making sure that our business climate is strong. Because when the business climate is strong, then everybody that rising tide lifts all boats and everybody benefits. Um, can you comment on 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 you know what what special skills you think it's going to take to be able to to keep uh, keep the trains running on time and the positive things that you've been able to accomplish over the last several years to keep that momentum going? Yeah, well, Matt, that was really nice of you to say. I work with a great team. You know, we have Courtney who heads up our advocacy, Courtney Coolidge, who you've worked with in the past. We have I love Courtney. Annie. Yeah, she's fantastic. Best lobbyist in the state. We have Annie Dockendorf, best comms person in the state. One of your other former, uh, I think, employees, Garrick Taylor, is you know on our communications team as well. So we just have such a good team. So what we're going to do, you're right, it's very easy right now with a change of government to get sucked into partisan uh, fighting and pettiness. And we're going to stay above that. I'm going to work hard for my members. I know what they care about. I know it's important to them. And they want to see stuff get done. So I think we're going to try and help the legislature, which we have fantastic relationships with. Just had a great call earlier this morning with the Senate president. And I have to tell you, I'm not seeing any kind of uh, be obstructionist attitude out of out of the legislature. They seem to want to find ways to get things done, too. You mentioned education. I know there's going to be a lot of conversations about what's going to happen with the AEL. The chamber sent a letter over seeking an increase on that so our schools can get paid out for money that's already appropriated to them. But um, on water, that's going to require everybody. That is a unanimous type vote that we need to have. And again, I I mentioned energy. If we got every mega project that we have in the pipeline, Matt, we could not uh, handle that power supply unless we start making real investments in our energy sector. So we're hoping that the Corporation Commission, you know, gets on board with our our utilities and then also SRP, who's been fantastic, continues to grow and they have all they need to respect the growth that's coming. Well, let me just say this, Danny, that I know that the chamber is in very, very capable hands. Um, I've been on the board of the chamber for uh, many, many years. Uh, I, I believe that the business community uh, is a positive force. Not only do they bring really, really great jobs to people, but they do a lot of great good in the out in the communities. Most of the big uh, companies in Arizona, they have employees that go and volunteer their time and they serve on boards and commissions. And they and they help make Arizona's uh, lives better. And I think we have a really, really wonderful uh, corporate community out there. And you're there kind of connecting them all uh, together in uh, unison to fight for things that really matter. But let me just say it again. If the business community in Arizona is successful, then we all succeed. Because when people have jobs, we, we, we don't have more. We, we, we don't have a lot of the folks that end up in prison. We don't have uh, we don't have to spend all the money on welfare and just kind of throw it down the drain. We're, we're helping people to help themselves. And and the business community in Arizona is a very positive one. And they've got a wonderful leader in you. Uh, and, and thank goodness you're there. So thanks for joining me on the program, Danny. No, Matt, thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year again. And you were right. I got to end on this note. My former boss, Governor Doug Ducey, always said the best social program is a good job. 
So we're going to keep getting good jobs into Arizona. Well said. Thanks, Danny. And excuse me, excuse me, Governor Katie Hobbs was taking a little bit of heat yesterday uh, for uh, uh, not having the press at her swearing in. What's a big deal? I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the next segment. But uh, this is Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead on KTAR. Please stick with us. Thank you. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Arizona, and uh, Happy New Year. This is Matt Salmon in for Mike Broomhead on KTAR 92.3. And uh, it's wonderful to be here today on this January 3rd brisk uh, day. Uh, What would uh, Winnie the Pooh call it? Blustery. Anyway, uh, glad to be alive. Um, hey, the, the history just took place. Uh, there was a vote uh, for Speaker of the House, and Kevin McCarthy, the Republican nominee, was not successful. He did not get to the holy grail of 218 votes. By the way, folks, I want you to understand, because there's some that totally misunderstand this, and some that say, oh, they're, by these Republicans uh, holding out and not voting for Kevin McCarthy, then the Democrat uh, nominee is going to get elected. Folks, not unless a Republican crosses and votes for them. Whoever becomes speaker has to get, has to get a majority uh, of the members of Congress. They have to get to 218. Now, all the Democrats uh, uh, voted for the Democrat 212. Uh, McCarthy lost 19 Republicans, it looks like. Uh, on I'm looking at the uh, Fox News. And McCarthy got 203 votes. Uh, the Democrat nominee, uh, Jeffries, got 212. And 19 Republicans voted uh, for somebody other than Kevin McCarthy. So what's going to happen is it will go to a second vote, maybe a third, a fourth, a fifth. Uh, we'll see. But uh, history uh, is unfolding before your eyes as we speak. So um, Lori Roberts uh, wrote a column uh, criticizing uh, Katie Hobbs. She said uh, Arizona's 24th governor, Katie Hobbs, assumed power at 10 a.m. on Monday. And in her first official act, she decided to take the public's business private. Not a great start. You know what I have to think about or what I have to say about that? Uh, for those of you that didn't watch me, I stuck my finger in my mouth and, and uh, did the old jaw or the old cheek pop. Uh, it's not a big deal. In fact, I, I don't know how many of you remember uh, watching a really funny movie many, many years back starring Will Ferrell as Ricky Bubby in uh, Talladega Nights. But uh, in it, I, I remember a, a line where... Uh, uh, Will Farrell said, you know, if you start something out by saying with all due respect, you can say any negative thing that you want uh, with like, for instance, with all due respect, you're an idiot. And that kind of paves the way for being able to say something really tough uh, in a diplomatic way. I don't think he quite understood it. And that's not really the way it works. But with all due respect, Lori. I don't necessarily agree with what you're having to say. There's a lot bigger fights to fight. Uh, we're going to have a d- divided government. She's going to uh, end up having, and, and I, in your piece, you noted that Democrats uh, told you to get off of her back. Well, you know what? On this one, I'm saying get off of her back. Uh, the fact is, it's not that big of a deal with all the big problems that we face as a state today. The fact that uh, she's, uh, it was a public holiday yesterday, and she decided to, 
uh, uh, have the public uh, viewing or swearing in in a couple of days. Big deal. Big deal. We've got so many important issues facing us as a state. Uh, you know, we're looking at water shortages. We're looking at at, at kids uh, who are uh, uh, not receiving the proper funding uh, for their K-12 education. We're looking at uh, millions and millions of people illegally crossing the border. We're looking at, at inflation. Uh, horrible inflation and a homeless uh, situation that's untenable in our state. Lots of important things to solve. And I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. You know what? I'm a staunch conservative. Always have been. All my life. But when I lost to Janet Napolitano in uh, 2002, it was a painful thing. And it was uh, as close uh, as Kerry Lake lost uh, to Governor Katie Hobbs. And by the way, yeah, you lost. Uh, you had your day in court, and you lost again. Uh, but the fact is that uh, she's now the governor. And back then, when Jenna Napolitano uh, beat me in that election by less than one percentage point, by uh, 10,000 votes, um, I only wished her the best. I wanted her to be successful as governor. Because what's at stake is just too important. You got to have people working together to solve the problems of our day. And that's more important than anything. I want a successful Arizona. And so I hope and I pray that Governor Hobbs ends up doing things that benefit our state. I do. I hope that she can rise above the partisan crap to actually do positive things for our state and govern uh, based on what's best for people and not what's best for her party. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and hope that she's going to be able to do that and wish her the best as she kicks off uh, four years of hopefully a very, very successful four years where uh, positive, wonderful things are happening in our state for the citizens of our state. I, I truly do believe that Arizona's best days are yet ahead. And we've got to demand excellence. We've got to demand that our leaders rise above the noise and do what's right, both on the Republican side and on the Democrat side. And so, Lori, quit focusing on the picayune. And let's focus on what really is important. And uh, let's move forward in a positive way in this state. It has been a real pleasure kicking off this new year with you here on KTAR. Got the best uh, radio team in the universe. And uh, I hope uh, tomorrow you'll join Mike Broomhead uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, look forward to being with you again next time. Until next time, this is Matt Salmon signing out.